Free Talk Live and the live Saturday episode. Phones are open. If you want to join the show, you can do that here. The number is 603-283-6160. Coming up, Biden is blaming Putin for inflation. <laughs> I thought I thought everybody was blaming uh, Ukraine now. No, well, I guess that no, is kind of blaming Ukraine Putin, gets right? The blame. Right. Well, it's Putin who's getting the blame. Yeah, that's that's not the cause of inflation, everybody. No, no, we're going to get into that coming up here, but that's what they want you to believe. Uh, so that's on the way here. But you know what? I haven't really talked about the People's Convoy in the last few days, and it started... Uh, Is it doing know, anything? Because the last... Well, that's the reason why I haven't really talked about the People's Convoy. The last I talked about it was the Toothless People's Convoy, where I read an article where, like, I quote, they're like, well, we just want to, like, not, you know, cause any disruption, and yeah. we don't want to, like, put anybody out of anything, so we're just going to, like, drive around in a circle for a while, and I'm like... What is the point of your convoy? If, I mean, you might as well be driving around wearing those pink vagina hats that people Oof. were people were doing. Yeah. Like, I mean, no teeth to this thing. It's supposed to be a protest. They drove all the way across the country starting February twenty. Had a good time. Yeah, like, starting February twenty third, they started in California. They took eleven days to get across the country, and they they gathered a lot of followers. How many? Like, like they they. they when we heard about the Canada convoy, everybody was like, oh, it's up to 10,000. Oh, now no, it's, it's all fake. Now it's, now it's 15. Oh, it's up to 20,000. That right. was all BS. Okay, but like... But the reality was when the Canadian convoy arrived in Ottawa, they they parked, they stayed, they stayed three weeks, they made a huge impact. Uh, there were a, v- a variety of different uh, vaccine mandates and such that were actually rolled back yeah. across various different Canadian provinces. Ultimately, there was a huge crackdown that came, but it took them three weeks to get that together. And in the meantime, they had a huge party for <laughs> three weeks in downtown Ottawa. This one, on the other hand, uh, gathered a lot of followers, a lot of people driving. Uh, apparently, even according to mainstream media, over 150 full-on uh, semi-tractor trailers and hundreds of supportive cars were yeah. in this thing by the time they got to D.C. That were when they were doing the circles that you're yeah. talking about. And I've been just kind of eyeballing it over the last several days. They arrived in D.C. officially last Saturday. Yeah. So it's now been a whole week. And last Saturday, like the first bad sign was they were supposed to come into D.C. on Saturday. Well, they decided not to. They put it off a day. Okay, fine. You know, they needed to you know, get some extra rest or whatever. Do it the next day. The next day, they drove around the Beltway, and this is what you were reporting on because you were on Sunday night. Yeah. They drove around the Beltway a couple times. The day after that, they drove around the Beltway a couple times. And then, like, one day they took a day off due to inclement weather. And then another day... <laughs> When you when I knew like it was already p- clearly pretty weak, there was some talk about some drivers who were going to break off from the group and go into D.C. I've yet to hear anything a about fork, if you will. Yeah, I've I've yet to hear anything about that. If it happened, please let us know. And you know, it's certainly possible we missed it. They went to the bar, had some beers. Yeah, they <laughs> certainly haven't been. What if they did something? It hasn't made any kind of you know headway into my world. Uh, I would love to hear that that they did. I, but I would. Yeah, I don't mean to be insulting. Talking about you know, oh, they should be wearing the red vagina. But like, as far as effectiveness goes, I mean, I don't. I my expectations are low anyway i don't expect sure i didn't think the federal government was going to bend to this yeah. particular movement and i don't even know to what extent 
the Canadian truckers protest really had an impact on anything that occurred or stopped anything from well, happening. Well, you can't say one way or the other because the government gang isn't going to say, well, if it weren't for those darn truckers, we would still have the vaccine mandates right. in place. But no, I mean, it is awfully coincidental that they but, rolled them back while the truckers were there. But I, mean, I think gonna, they could take that win. This is, without a doubt, a copycat protest. Yeah, right. somebody went. Didn't somebody it. went. Hey, those Canadians have a good idea with their trucker protest. Yeah. We should do a trucker protest too. They've raised over a million and a half dollars, I think, according and, to the. But like, okay, so now, if you're gonna do a copycat protest, you would think you'd kind of try and one up the other guy a little bit. Yeah, no, they didn't do that, and and here was where they really jumped a shark. Where it was really clear to me that either this thing was co-opted from day one or it got co-opted on day 10 or whenever it got co-opted, it got co-opted. But what they did was they met with politicians. They went into D.C., whatever the lead of so-called leaders are of this particular protest, and they met with people like Ted Cruz and a few other politicians in D.C., and then... The next day's headline was that Ted Cruz is riding shotgun yeah. with the People's Convoy. So it's totally a re-election campaign stop, basically, for these politicians to simply pander to their yeah. base. So it's, it's part of so the media machine. Anybody who was principled enough to you know go into this thing uh, probably became pseudo famous, right? They're, they're getting their fifteen minutes here, mm-hmm. right? And then they're like, oh, oh, I. Oh, I'm privileged to meet these states people, and then mm. they treat them like rock stars, and now they're just part of the machine. That's right. Yeah, uh, here's their update from yesterday. Okay, there's nothing today. Uh, there's like a video that was posted yesterday. So there's no updates today. This is according to their Facebook page. Uh, Chris Young, who is apparently the only person who posts on this page, very highly top-down controlled uh, page. Good morning, America. Driver participant meeting at 9 a.m. at the trailer. Rolling out to the Beltway at approximately 10 a.m. Today, we're going to change it up because this is the People's Convoy. Today, we're going to have the passenger cars slash four-wheelers lead the way, followed by RVs and campers, and then the trucks shifting gears in the rear. And then they go on to talk about which trucks they're going to have, you know, two lanes. Uh, and they're going to have a meeting on the Capitol steps with another senator that's publicly endorsing the People's Convoy, Senator Dan Sullivan. From Alaska. Woo! Dan Sullivan! (laughs) That's probably some of the reaction, too, that that some of these folks are having. Call your representatives today. Rally at your capitals. This is just a big... There's There's probably some of them going, I can't believe this thing got so big that we actually get to meet a senator. Ooh, yeah. (laughs) This is... It's just so sad. I mean, at this point, I'm just going to stop checking in with it because... It has if it hasn't done anything of note in the first week, it's, it's the, not going to get better. It's the petered out convoy, not like the, not the people's convoy. That's for sure. They're getting what they wanted. They're getting to rub elbows with politicians, as though that's going to do anything whatsoever. As though that's going to somehow change. Well, anything. did they did they ever say like what? You know, did they have a goal? We're going to go to D.C. Oh, yeah, to... They, they wanted to restore the Constitution and uh, end the state of emergency mandates regarding some sort COVID. Of mission statement about what they were about. Okay, it's yeah. on the peoplesconvoy.org. It's very, you know, very, very straightforward. Impossible to achieve. You know, bringing the Constitution back. That thing's a dead letter. And people like Ted Cruz aren't going to do it. So. 
it's a big nothing burger at this point. I feel I feel bad for you know the I don't know hundreds of people that like, uh, traveled all the way for this. I feel like there was something that happened in D.C. not too long ago, and I'm I'm sure this person you know wouldn't mind if folks forgot about it. But uh, uh, there was a guy that we know that brought a brought a gun and, oh, and yeah, loaded Adam it. Kokesh. <laughs> That's right. You know, I feel like that had more of an impact. Than mm. the people's convoy. It was certainly ballsier. <laughs> it might have been a little bit ill-advised, <laughs> but it certainly had huevos. Yeah. There's no doubt about yeah. that. Well, uh, the illustration, though, that like, hey, you know, you're in the land of the free, and mm-hmm. you know, you can't even go to the supposed capital and like <laughs> protect yourself. Now, hey, I I don't want to say that I blame any of these people for not wanting to face down the federal government. I mean, that's a scary yeah, I mean, thing no, to do. No doubt. I don't blame anybody for, you know, feeling like, all right, well, we're not going to do this. We thought we were going to do it, but they've got the National Guard. They've got hundreds of uh, troops or whatever. Because they did, you know, they did bring some hundreds of guardsmen and they did bring extra cops in and yeah. into D.C. They knew that they were coming and they, they were prepared, unlike Ottawa, where they I think the Ottawa government thought it wasn't real and they didn't do anything at all. Uh, there, but the federal government took it, you know, seriously, and so I don't blame. I, I don't want to make it sound like oh, hoity-toity activist on your high horse saying these people did yeah. activism wrong. I, it's just it's it's a disappointment after seeing what happened in Canada and seeing this. I think a lot of people were stoked to see something happen, and well, that's I guess that's the lesson. If you want to see something happen. You're going to have to go make something happen yourself, I guess. Yeah, and let me tell you, you're not going to change anything about D.C. You're gonna These movements have been co-opted, whether it be Occupy back in 2011, whether it be the Tea Party, or whether it be the People's Convoy now, co-opted by the politicians just as another campaign highlight, another campaign stop. There's more coming up. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever you want here on the live Saturday episode. The number is 603-283-6160. And please, if we're missing something about this People's Convoy, please let me know. I mean, honestly, I haven't been following it closely, but I have been following their official quote-unquote Facebook page. Yeah. Um, and it's been not even worth really mentioning what's I've got my ears on as far as... CB slang. Yeah, I've got my ears on as far as like looking at that specific Facebook group. Yeah, I really want to hear good things. I'm in a I'm in a one of them Telegram chats for it as well, Mm -hmm. and it's. I mean, haven't seen anything. uh, I haven't seen anything like no. Woo! Yeah. No, I'm not impressed by meeting with politicians. To to me, that just says you're going about this the wrong way. Politicians are not going to. In fact. There is only one real answer, and that's don't comply. Like everybody yeah. just needs to stop complying simultaneously uh, to the extent that they're possible in as many ways as possible, and that's how this thing. That's ends. how you would end it. Yeah, for that's sure. how this thing ends. It's the only way out. Now, in the case of the truckers, you know, call licensed, me, though. call me an armchair armchair quarterback here yeah. or whatever. But I think if they really wanted to make a statement, what they need to do is just park their trucks i don't care where it doesn't matter mm-hmm. don't have to be blocking anybody or anything just just stop <laughs> that's how that's how you do an effective you mean stay home in. you mean yeah. not do i mean trucking. yeah just stop just yeah. don't deliver anything don't yeah. drive anything around 
and see how fast crap changes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and and then there were some people that were suggesting that for Canada as well. Like, hey, if you want to avoid a, being arrested, if you want to avoid having the, the yeah. you know, the local cops or the, the their equivalent of the FBI, the RCMP, investigating you, possibly taking away your license yeah. or whatever, bringing you up on criminal charges later – then you just don't even go to Ottawa and you just stay home as a massive protest. And then when the food stops showing up at the grocery stores, yep. then all of a sudden, yep. that's going to be a motivator for people. Now, and, and sadly, what it's kind of like sanctions, right? Sanctions aren't really for you know, the people doing the bad stuff. They're for the people who are doing the bad stuff's you know citizens right the people they're they're tax cattle if yeah, you will. it hurts the it hurts the little guy yeah for sure always and every time and the idea is like you know that if you kind of anger the mob enough that that they will rebel against their overlords and and when that will create some happened? changes but when has that happened <laughs> it's a little bit the opposite of that at least according to some Mises article i read recently but it, it's quite, kind of the opposite where people actually double down and like become all, oh yeah well in my country we hate your country now and blah 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 and you get this all this like nationalism hatred sentiment right. towards the people of this other piece of earth that you have really no quarrel with at all yeah we're going to get into the insanity in russia as well the number here is 603-283-6160 and by insanity i mean what is happening to the poor innocent russian people that are now victims of not just sanctions but of u.s based corporations and other corporations around the world just doing whatever they want to to harm the people of russia without government uh, order duck duck go yet nope but that's definitely something we can we can discuss it just popped into my head as yeah as you were riffing didn't they go all woke and yeah they were they went hey hey we're doing whatever we can to slow down or deprioritize you know russian searches or results in right. researches that are related to Russia somehow. And I'm like, that's the opposite of what DuckDuckGo's user base is like about. You know? It's the complete opposite. How do you... Uh, Apparently they don't care about their user base. Yeah. And they just want to do, you know, virtue signaling. Yes, they're just making enough money that life is grand. And, you know, uh, they're okay with just going ahead turning a blind eye to what used to be a philosophical reason for their business model. Yeah, uh, they are doing a down-ranking of websites in their search results that are, quote, associated with Russian disinformation. But all the Western me- media, oh, no, that's never disinformation. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, when we do it, or we, yeah. When the United States government does it, it's it's cool. But when another government does it, oh, no, that's wrong. We must condemn that action. Yeah, so I got a lot about the various different actions that are being taken by these corporations. We can talk about Russia and all that. But but first, a little closer to home, let's talk about inflation. Because Joe Biden has been trotting out his punching bag, uh, I guess, or the scapegoat in this case for inflation. It's now not the evil. Remember, for a while it was the evil corporations. <laughs> They were blaming, oh, corporate profits. See, everybody's just raising their prices. It doesn't have anything to do with what we're doing, meaning the government. It doesn't have anything to do with the Federal Reserve printing out trillions of dollars. Weren't no, they no. blaming the uh, supply chain there for a minute, yeah, too? They had, yeah, they blamed the supply yeah, yeah. chain. They blamed this co- corporate greed. And now they're changing their tune. Now it's all Putin, according to Biden. Inflation is Vladimir Putin. From the moment he put his over 150,000 troops on the Ukrainian border, 
The price of gasoline in January went up 75 cents. And Putin began to matter. Oh, because it's only gasoline that that matters, right? <laughs> I, I really, really despise that the general public is all up in arms because the price of gas. Have you been paying attention to anything at all recently? You know? Yeah, I mean, pretty sure prices have been going up constantly, especially so in the last couple of years, ever since uh, the trillions of dollars started getting handed out under Donald Trump, by the way, who's conveniently avoided any blame for this uh, inflation whatsoever. When it started, the, the most recent bout, because it's constant, right? Like yeah. Trump, Biden, uh, you know, Obama, was Obama Bush, Clinton, yep. you name it. Throughout decades, there has been this thing. Quantitative easing. If yep. you want to look it up there, I listeners. I remember that, yeah. Quantitative easing. Q and then they because quantitative easing had too many syllables for the average joe mm-hmm. they had to we'll just give it an acronym qe and so then it became qe2 qe3 and qe right. and i was like what, son of qe what, what about quiet riots qr3 that was a crappy album you know like, so they're blaming now biden let me continue with this clip troops along the border and guess what the world took notice and those of you who work in the business know that the market anticipated prices went up more then Putin invaded. Make no mistake, inflation is largely the fault of Putin. I love it. <laughs> and if you believe that one, I've got a bridge I'd like wouldn't to sell. Yeah, wouldn't you. that be great to like, hey, you know what? You know what? You know what I did today, Ian? I caused inflation. <laughs> <laughs> I went and out into the world. That? Well, apparently one man can cause massive mm-hmm. inflation, according yeah. to no, kids sniff for poopy pants. The definition of inflation, we always have to remind people of this because the media does not tell you the truth about this. The definition of inflation is an increase in the money supply. Yes. That's it. That's what inflation is. Yeah. When you increase the money supply, what happens? More dollars are now in the market to chase around what was purportedly the same amount of goods, although arguably there's fewer goods due to the supply chain issues, but let's just say the same amount of goods. More dollars chasing the same amount of goods means prices go up. Yes. That's what happens. Yes. And it happens every time. And it has nothing to do with uh, Vladimir Putin. Now, certainly, international intrigue and politics and wars and conflicts and cutoffs of gasoline and Biden saying they're not going to do any business with Russia. That was his decision, by the way. Uh, we're not going to do any business with oil from Russia. Certainly, that is going to encourage that one category to go up. There's no doubt about yeah. that. Uh, but uh, more coming up here. You can share your thoughts. And this is Free Talk Live. Looking for a great real estate investment? Consider New Hampshire, which is ground zero for the Liberty Movement. Your first call should be to Mark Warden from Porcupine Real Estate. He's more than just a real estate agent. He's your New Hampshire concierge. Where are the best places to live? Do you want farm, city, the burbs, or forest? Do you want a duplex or multifamily building so that renters pay your mortgage? There are homes in all price ranges in New Hampshire, and Mark can help with financing, too. Invest in Liberty and property. Mark Warden can help. PorcupineRealEstate.com It's Free Talk Live, live Saturday show. Phones are open here, and you can join us at 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. We're talking about the ridiculous claim that uh, Joe Biden is make, making now that, uh, oh, it's, it's Putin. You're, all the prices going up, it's all because of Putin. It's one man. And the things that one man has done to us. This is how little I pay attention to anything Joe Biden. 
Mm-hmm. I haven't heard the man's voice in so long. that This is the first time I oh, think really? I've heard it maybe all year. You're not missing much. You know, I, I've, I've old seen fool. headlines about, oh, Joe Biden says, or yeah. does, you know, whatever Joe Biden says. Like, I'll see those headlines, but I don't consume the media that Joe Biden appears on and speaks on, you know, so much that like I, I was like, oh yeah, that's what his voice sounds like. Yeah, he's just a babbling old idiot. I mean, either that or he, he's either just so ignorant or he's a total tool and you know is just doing what people tell him to do. Or I don't know, I don't know what the story is with this guy, but, uh, but it's ridiculous to claim that oh inflation, it's just what the Russia, it's because of the Russians, because of Putin. We'll continue with that, uh, but. You want to get out from under the state's control as far as money and your your value that you've created in Why, your life? Well, yes, I do. Is concerned? You ought to check out cryptocurrency. Look into Bitcoin.com. Click Get Started at the top of the page. Start learning about Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash. It's right now just around, I think, $40,000, $39 or so thousand dollars per Bitcoin. You don't have to buy a whole Bitcoin. You can get a yeah. fraction of a fraction of a Bitcoin. That's totally possible. Uh, but you do need to learn some of the basics. There's a little learning curve involved, and you should get some of the new concepts down, like decentralization and what is blockchain. Try to get some basic concepts. And they, they do that for you over at Bitcoin.com. Just click Get Started at the top of the page. Bitcoin.com also lets you buy uh, Bitcoins and other cryptocurrencies. And uh, it's a pretty handy little website. I, I would say big website. Head over to Bitcoin.com. They've got the news headlines there as well, the latest from the world of crypto, over at news.bitcoin.com. We, uh, you know, I'm just going to finish this clip and then we'll get into your phone calls here. This is Joe Biden speaking at some sort of Democrat event. Price went up more. And then Putin invaded. Make no mistake, inflation is largely the fault of Putin. I That's love, a lie. You know, Republicans say it's Biden's gas pipeline. By, by Biden said bye, 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 he's going to stop bye, the Keystone Pipeline, and I did. And that's the reason prices went up. Folks, let's get something straight here. The Keystone Pipeline was two years away. It had been 2% finished. Give me a break. <laughs> Give me a break. When a co- politician tells you, let's get something straight, <laughs> they're not going to give it to you straight. <laughs> they're lying to you. Okay? Inflation has to do with the printing of money, and there's no other thing that it has to do with. Prices go up when they print trillions of dollars, and you thought it was going to be great when you got your... Uh, what fifteen hundred dollars or twelve hundred dollar check from yeah. the the federal government? No. How much is that worth in Bitcoin now? Uh, there's actually a website that tracks that, or like a Twitter feed yeah. or something. I, I think it's, it's like bunch. seven grand or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, that's if you had bought Bitcoin with it. And what does it buy now? Less than it did two years ago. As far as if you held oh, the twelve hundred yeah. bucks yeah. or whatever, you don't get as much yeah. for that money. So it didn't help anybody. But what it did do was it made people think that, oh, yeah, the government cares about us. Oh, look, they're giving us a check. Hey, why don't we get more checks? And, of course, that's what they want people. Don't ask for that, people. They want people to want more checks. They want to put people in a a very difficult financial situation. So they will look to the state for their solution. And I think it was actually Cyprian who uh, pointed this out, former co-host here on Free Talk Live, a.k.a. Vin Armani, that this is all a big setup to lead into the central bank digital currency, which now Joe Biden has um, ordered the various different government bureaucracies to investigate cryptocurrency and look at the status of digital money on into the future. So, yeah, folks have been saying that, that about crypto. 
And I'm like, no, you don't understand the the origin of crypto, the the cypherpunks and that kind of thing. It's mm-hmm. it's to combat this very thing. You mean when they when when you say they've been saying that about crypto, you mean that it's a government operation, right? Of some that sort? that uh, the conspiracy theory goes something like, oh yeah, it was the feds who developed crypto, and Satoshi Nakamoto's a, a you know a CIA agent or something, and and like it's all part of their plan to get everybody. And I'm like, ridiculous, no, 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 because the dollar's already digital, listeners. It's sure. already and it has been for decades, near as I can tell. Probably you know since the dawn of the internet, maybe before that, mm-hmm. it's been digital. They have their SWIFT uh, network that the banks use to you know transfer oh, between so themselves swift. that we don't get to use. It only takes a week for you to get something over SWIFT. It, yeah, <laughs> but the point is is that uh, the dollar's been digital for so long that all they have to do is just. Stop making cash. Mm-hmm. If that's what they wanted, they wanted a cashless society. Well, then they need to stop making cash. The trouble is, is they can't do all these like under the table maneuvers for their campaign financing unless cash exists. Mm. Because cash, believe it or not, is still the number one. You know, current USD cash is still the number one currency used by criminals for criminal yeah. activities. By far. <laughs> and I'm talking specifically about campaign contributions. <laughs> well, that's an interesting argument as to why they may not ever get rid of cash, Captain, yeah. because the politicians themselves would be threatened by that. Can't that's, do that's dirty deals in back rooms as a politician if you don't have cash. I had not considered that. Well, it'll be interesting to see how this play, uh, plays out. Because I mean, unless they do them in Bitcoin or some sort or Monero of or crypto something. private cryptocurrency so it'll be interesting to see how the cbdc thing the central bank digital currency thing pans out because we know the bankers are against it because Mm -hmm. it takes power away from them and puts more power in the hands of the state and the federal reserve but interesting point that the politicians themselves the ones that are dirty which is 100 percent of them i mean yeah uh, is there a clean politician would be against it let's go to robert in south carolina you're on free talk live robert Yes, I just wanted to say one, one thing positive about the Soviet Union and one thing negative about the Soviet Union. Um, the positive thing I wanted to say is that in the Soviet Union, it was illegal not to work, and you had to have special permission to not work. Um, so that if, you, if you couldn't find a job, they would find one for you. Um, that's the way I remember it. I don't know about how you remember it, but that's what I remember. And the other thing is I wanted to say with regard to Vladimir Putin saying that uh, – uh, you know, we were messing up his image by by saying that uh, his people attacked the hospital where the, the maternity ward. Um, I think they probably did because, from what I understand, the news report said that about 18 hospitals have been attacked, which of, which uh, I, I think is it means that he for sure knew that hospitals were being attacked. That you, you can't attack 18 hospitals by accident. So those are the positive and negative things I wanted to say. Which one? Of what those the hell does which? that have to do with the Soviet Union? Um, well, you know the Soviet you know, Union's Vladimir gone, Putin, right? Right, but Vladimir Putin was a great proponent of the Soviet Union, and he has a terrible case of nostalgia. He always would love to have the Soviet Union back. You know, I guess this is the that. same theory that uh, Sarah from New Mexico purports on the air, and I don't think there's any uh, evidence that Vladimir Putin supports the Soviet Union. He may have worked for the KGB in the in the past, but these days, I think he likes all the power that uh, he's aggregated to himself, and likes having a relatively wealthy country to rule over. And uh, the Soviet Union, of course, was piss poor due to communism so i don't i don't get this theory that he's somehow the secret communist oh yeah he he very everybody knows it he i mean it's no it's not a secret he he he'll say it anytime you ask him he'll say that 
Uh, he, he, I lived in Dresden, Germany for 17 years. He lived there for five years. Um, before I did, I, he lived in the Angelikastrasse, right near the, uh, um, the, um, the secret, the German, East German secret police, uh, right up in the Bautzenerstrasse. So I know exactly where he, he, he lived. And, and he always comes to Dresden every time he's, he's in Germany just to say hello and to stay at the Taschenberg Palais for Okay, a well, while. none of the things yeah, you just wait, said make any The, uh, the only point. question I have here, Robert, is, when when Putin lived like next door to you or whatever, did you guys hang out? <laughs> did you have like beers or anything? Did you get to like? No, I avoided I avoided him because um, I didn't really agree with his philosophy at all. all. Right. Thanks for the call tonight, Robert. I thought Ridiculous. maybe he'd have the reaction like some of the pro. Oh, I got to meet a statesperson. I'm famous. Putin is. We don't need to make things up about Putin to know he's a bad guy, <laughs> right? Right. I, Okay, if you can find some sort of evidence saying that Putin is uh, yearning for the glory days of the Soviet Union, I'd love to see it. I mean, it's a curiosity more so than anything else, but is he a tyrant? Yes, he is. Is Joe Biden a tyrant? Yes, he is. Is Zelensky, the the president of Ukraine, a tyrant? Absolutely. Are there any good guys in this situation? No, there are not. And there's lies all over the place. I don't believe the claims about the hospital being bombed by Putin, because it could just as easily have been bombed by uh, the Ukrainians themselves. More coming up. It is Free Talk Live here, and you can join the show. All you got to do is dial in at 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Joining you in the studio, it's Ian. And the Reverend Captain Kickass is here. We're going to get to your phone calls and thoughts, but don't forget, you can join us online anytime you want. We have our own social media platform that we are the operators of, so there's no big tech system involved it is uh mastodon based which is an open source federated thing that i like it is self-hosted it looks uh great it operates like twitter but without the mega corporation so check it out over at social.freetalklive.com that's social.freetalklive.com as we go to your calls and thoughts going to fargo north dakota where jd is on the line go ahead jd well, thanks for taking my call. First time caller. Um, I was just listening to Biden's comments, and the more and more I just can't understand him when he was talking about inflation. I, you know, I don't know if people realize that gas, but you know, seventy-five cents uh, rise in gas, you know, because of inflation. Well, when Hurricane Katrina occurred, it went seventy-five cents almost overnight, and the U.S. didn't go into inflation mode there or recession or anything. So I just wanted to comment on that. It just doesn't make any sense, the rhetoric coming out of him and Saki's mouth. Now, yeah, it's amazing that anybody on- buys it. I mean, uh, it's just, uh, people are just so ignorant, they want someone to blame. And I would be curious to know, like, how many people hear this claim that, oh, it's Putin's fault, and actually believe it? Well, I think part of it, too, and I'm sure you, you might agree with this, you know, if it wasn't an election year, you know, they might just be sitting back and don't even care what people think because they don't have to worry about their power, but Mm-hmm. They have to be. They have to do anything right now, and I mean anything, to sway you know the public or opinions and to get those votes because uh, they're gonna. We're looking at a possible bloodshed, you know. So I think that's part of the reasons why this rhetoric is coming up out of nowhere. I could be wrong, but that's as good a point as any. I mean, certainly they they change their tune when it comes to election year, and one one thing you can yeah. count on from politicians is to say it's not my fault. We didn't I, do it. I, I'm I'm just curious to all of our listeners and maybe the caller too, like anybody really, 
Has there ever been a time that you remember where a politician went, uh, yeah, uh, sorry, guys, that was my bad. <laughs> I can't think of like <laughs> one time ever no. that a politician came and was like, uh, hey, guys, yeah, that's, sorry, Are my you bad. Suggesting- that was my fault. <laughs> sorry. Are you suggesting we do not have perfect accountability in government? <laughs> I'm suggesting we don't have any. Never has been. Can I make one more quick point? Yeah, go ahead. So it baffles me how the world is so in awe that they're just, they just can't believe that Putin evaded, you know, invaded Ukraine right now. I mean, look back with, you know, the Crimea and what was that, 2014-15. And afterwards, there was obviously, you know, some countries came to, you know, complained about it. But everyone just kind of forgot about it like it was no big deal. And now they're thinking, well, this is the worst thing in the world. But every indication shows that. Putin was going to do this, plus what makes him going to stop? I don't think he's going to stop in Ukraine. Well, the Crimean invasion wasn't a politically convenient time to shift all of our focus. Mm. Oh. It's really just as simple as that. By the way, welcome, Peakless sure. Mountaineer. Thank you. JD, uh, anything else you Thank want to share? You. Nope, just wanted to make those points. Thanks, dude. Appreciate the call tonight. The number, if you wonder, want to join us, 603-283-6160. I wonder if that guy's name was actually Jack Daniels. You know what I mean? Um, it's like you know, there's Jim gotta be David some people. or something, right? You know, yeah. there's got to be some James Daniels that go by Jack, right? Yeah. Anything? I, yeah. Propelled by surging costs for gas, food, and housing, consumer inflation jumped 7.9 percent over the past year, the sharpest spike since 1982. This, according to the AP. But I thought it was it, like I I saw that the 7 mm-hmm. percent, and then I saw something else where it's like higher. It's like 10, 11 percent. Uh, that might be the wholesale price index. Uh, maybe that's I have not seen the updated yeah. numbers for the wholesale uh, or the, the what they call the producer, I think, price yeah. index, which is different from the consumer one. I'm not sure, you know, what all they factor in. There's some things that they leave out, and they definitely left out gas prices. Apparently, from this, the numbers uh, reflected the last 12 months ending in February did not include oil and gas price surges. <laughs> I uh, I keep a pretty good eye on. The housing market, at least uh, in New Hampshire, mm-hmm. uh, and and you know areas near sort of us, southwestern New Hampshire, and I don't think real estate's included either. Uh, no, but like, holy crap! <laughs> I mean, I knew it was coming. I, I've I saw it happen on the West Coast. I saw housing go from you know kind of affordable to oh my god, right? Yeah, and so uh, you know, moving here a couple two three years ago now. I kind of knew that was going to happen, and so I got in on a place and you know, bought a house, whatever. Mm-hmm. I own some property now. But I look at property prices now for like stuff that's being – it's springtime, right? So it's the market's kind of heating up a bit. Right. And you can I found a tool where you can go and look at the previously sold price for some of these properties mm. two, three times as much. Wow. You know, something that sold you know, only you know, two years ago. You know, at you know, we'll say New Hampshire. Now, this might shock people in big cities, but in New Hampshire, uh, there used to be a thing, uh, such a thing as a hundred thousand dollar property. Mm-hmm. Those are now two hundred thousand dollars. Wow. Yeah, I've seen people trying to get a place to rent at places that are not available for rent. Right. There's waiting lists for rentals and stuff now. Wow. Uh, the, the price of everything is just being driven up. And remember, the official government numbers are from the government. 
which means they are dishonest. <laughs> well, and, and that's the thing to pay attention with this whole, like, uh, uh, oh, inflation is this much. Okay, here's what's really happening. They manipulated this number as much as they possibly could. Mm-hmm. So, like, To uh, keep it as low as they yeah, could. Yeah, exactly. So, like, just to give an example, so let's say that you were affording a steak dinner mm-hmm. uh, every night, and then the prices went up, so you shifted from eating steak to eating ramen, but you paid the same number of dollars to do so. <laughs> that would reflect a zero percent change in inflation so but a big change in your quality of life right so this is as much as they can possibly get away with manipulating it and they are still so uh, things are so bad that they cannot disguise it any further i have yep. to mention it because you mentioned steak the uh the show prep that i had for today the the headline was uh, bacon is now as expensive as filet mignon like wow. yeah. amazing which is horrible for me because my favorite dish in the whole world, if I'm going to go out to like a fancy restaurant and I'm going to order the bacon wrapped filet mignon. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, great. Thanks, guys. If you want to join the show, the number is 603-283-6160. Uh, even according to the mainstream media news here, uh, they talk about housing costs, which make up about a third of the government's consumer price index, have risen sharply, which is unlikely to reverse. Eric Winograd, a senior economist at an asset management firm, said, quote, the numbers are eye-watering and there's more to come. The peak in inflation will be much higher than previously thought and will arrive later than previously expected. Oh, yeah, we're just getting started. Yeah, that's uh, what they're telling you. Honestly, I I cannot even imagine the scenario where we will see inflation stop rising. It, it can't. I mean, it's, the system is designed for this. Yes. Well, and and I mean, even like, oh, you mean the rate? Aim, yes, okay. I mean the rate. Yeah. I mean, oh, by yeah. their weird and bizarre way of looking at mm-hmm. it where, well, we're trying to keep this at only a 2% theft from everyone and on Earth. I wanna... But no, no, even the rate of, uh, uh, of it overall, I can't even imagine the scenario where it stops rising. Mm. I want to point out, too, that this is not just a U.S. thing. The same That's right. exact thing is happening in the UK. They did the same thing in the US. It's did. all central banks. They printed trillions right. of, mm-hmm. of pounds or whatever it is, right, and flooded the market. And so this is not just like, oh, well, you know, there might be some hope because other countries are doing no, 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 they're all doing the same thing. The only hope is to get out of the fiat currency, to get out of the government money and do something else, whether it be crypto, whether it be precious metals, whether it be investments of some sort, yeah. uh, investment into your own business or whatever there's other things you can do if you if you're holding dollars your wealth is being depleted yeah and i mean we're all kind of used to it being depleted at mm, say five percent a year mm-hmm. but no 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 now it's th- at least three times that yeah. probably yeah and, and, and like you said, they're and not slowing it's way up. Yeah. Like, seriously, I, I, I've i got a pretty good imagination, and I literally cannot imagine any way around the. Frankly, I think that if it is not designed for a crash, then this is just exactly what a genius would do to design a crash of the U.S. dollar system. Mm. And I mean, like, the, the thing going on with Russia, their biggest exports are all commodities. So we're talking oil, gold, and wheat. I mean, food prices are are, are up mm-hmm. next, and when people start rioting over the fact that they can't afford food, then the government's going to swoop in with a universal basic income that mm-hmm. requires the central bank digital currency Right, account. which they're talking about right now. 
They haven't officially said they're going to do it, but they keep on oh, investigating. Oh no, that was it. that was part of the the executive order. Is like, okay, we're uh, we're getting the data so that we can do this thing. Well, they haven't authorized it yet, but they're still investigating it. They want reports. They want studies. But what do you think their their step is going to be? And we can get into this more coming up here in uh, hour number two. But if their goal is to crash the dollar, what is their plan after that? The central bank digital currency. Are they going to call it something dollar. different? An international dollar? Oh, oh absolutely. Like right. That's the point of having multiple central bank digital currencies is so that they can all interact with each other. We'll continue here. The thought uh, thoughts, you're welcome to share them with us. Uh, 603-283-6160. You can bring up anything you want, by the way. It is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're big fans of it here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it's really taking off. Now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. At minimum, we ask you visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today. Video.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live. We're kicking off the second hour of the program, and the phones are open at 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. You can bring up anything that's on your mind. We're talking about the economy right now and inflation specifically and how Biden is blaming Putin for the inflation caused by the U.S. federal government and the Federal Reserve. Okay, that's, that's like, that's like uh, hitting myself in the foot with a shovel for your mortgage. What is, you know, uh, by ridiculous. the way, with, with you tonight, it's Ian. Beakless Mountaineer. And the captain. Uh, the AP reporting that in, uh, the, the government's official numbers looking at inflation are now hitting 7.9% for consumer inflation in the last year, which they say is the sharpest spike since 1982. And anybody they talk to is saying it's going to get worse. So they're pre- they're trying to prepare people here. Like, okay, well, we said we were going to try it like a year ago. I remember the, the statements were, oh, well, we're going we're gonna to reduce that. It's coming down. We're, Biden will take care of things. And then it it's was... transitory. Yeah, that was the word. Huh. Yeah. Funny how we actually figured out it wasn't transitory before the invasion of Ukraine, but it's all Russia's fault. Yeah, and then it became the corporate greed. Oh, every corporation is raising yeah. prices. Mm-hmm. I, I had something to mention on that. So here's the thing about corporate greed and charging prices. If a CEO is charging prices that are noticeably less than they could possibly charge for uh, for the greatest possible quantity of profit, they are breaking the law. They have a fiduciary responsibility to the stockholders yep. to charge as much as they possibly can without sacrificing the quantity of sales yeah. at all times. Yeah, everybody wants to like blame corporations, but like they are a legal fiction. Corporations are a creation of the organization known as government, of the state. 
They are a creation of that. And so they have to do these things. They can't not do these things. Otherwise, they won't be a corporation for long. But the reason the prices are going up is because their costs are going up. Right. It's not because the corporations just all of a sudden became more greedy. Now Nike is going to charge more because all of a sudden they're more greedy than they were for the last 40, you know, 50 years. Doesn't make any sense. It's because the prices of everything are going up. Mm-hmm. And so they have to raise their prices or. They can cut their quality, mm-hmm. or they can cut, in the case of like food, they can cut the amounts. There was a recent headline that Doritos. Shrinkflation. Yes, Yeah, Doritos. I bought a, bought a pound of shredded cheese the other day. It was 12 ounces. They did that. Hmm. that was, they've done that. Uh, that that happened a couple of years ago, I think. I know. I just, but yeah, that's, that's, there's a whole story about that, actually, over at QZ.com, where they look at the, uh, the so-called shrinkflation, and it's... It's really entertaining because they actually go to the companies and get them to comment on it. And most of the time when media tries to contact companies about this, they don't talk about it. Right. Because it's just something they try to do silently. They don't want to talk about the fact that they're cutting the 64-ounce orange juice container down to 52 now. Have you guys seen that one? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's ridiculously thin-looking now. They started at 59, but now some of them are down to 52. Yeah, you don't see a bright yellow uh, sticker on there with, now with 30% (laughs) less. Yeah. (laughs) What were you saying, Captain? I bought something recently. I I think it was one of them bags of salad, right? Mm -hmm. You know, just the... They're usually a dollar or two or whatever, and now they were two for five. And I'm like, mm. okay, so the cost has gone up. But then I looked, and, in, and instead of whatever it used to be, it was a good two, three ounces less. And then I actually poured some of it into a bowl, and I was like, yeah, this bag of salad certainly doesn't go as far as the bag of salad used to go. Mm-hmm. You could tell. I could tell, yeah. Yeah, and some people are saying that now there's apparently a shrinkflation um, I guess Reddit, where people post pictures. Hmm. They got the old Gatorade bottle, and they post the mm-hmm. new Gatorade bottle, and you, know, you get the actual comparison. And uh, it's it's pretty interesting uh, subreddit there. But some are saying that the the cuts are even more drastic now than they've ever been because this has been going on for a long time. Because remember, inflation isn't some new thing. They've always had we've always had it because that's the system. They keep printing money and so prices keep going up. Yep. And everybody just sort of accepts that that's what prices do. Prices go up. But they're going up even worse now and so the sh- the cutting of the products is getting even more drastic. Uh, now than it ever had. Well, and that's the thing. No one is still alive who experienced prices going down. Yeah, it's a good point. I've never experienced that that I can recall. Oh, with you, you, with it, the exception of like categories, TVs, maybe televisions. Yeah. Right? Yeah. As the as the well, but, sure, a price can go down. You yes, know, for, for, but not prices. Tech and, right. Exactly. Right, yeah. Tech advances, mm-hmm. manufacturing advances, etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but since we're on the topic, we'll get into people living paycheck to paycheck here in a moment. But I got a couple of uh, excerpts here from yeah, yeah. QZ.com. They spoke with uh, consumer rights lawyer Edgar. Dworsky, I'm jumping into the middle of the story. He says, downsizing comes in waves, and it tends to happen during times of increased inflation. Bottom lines are being pinched, and there's three basic options. Raise the price, take a little bit out of the product, or reformulate the product with cheaper ingredients. 
Companies usually want to keep their customers happy, says QZ, without direct increases in a product's price. They also want to keep their prices competitive with companies selling similar products. Not all size changes are born from profit-seeking. New regulations that limit calories or sugar in a product can cause their size to change. Companies use a model called price pack purchase to determine how to target products in specific channels for the right prices. Then they give you examples of some things that have been cut. Doritos made headlines recently. There are five fewer chips uh, for every, what was a 9.75 bag ounce or bag of Doritos now to 9.25. Frito-Lay confirmed Doritos shrunk their bags due to pandemic pressures. Quote, inflation is hitting everyone. We just took a little bit out of the bag so we can give you the same price and you can keep enjoying your chips, said a representative. Just not for nearly as long. <laughs> they just picked, they just put more air in the bag. It was already half a bag already anyway when you bought one of those bastards. Well, and, and just a quick note on, on both shrinkflation and, uh, and price increases. The only time when you can get away as a company with changing either your quantity or your price is when you know for a fact that everyone else is going to do the Doing same. Doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Representatives at Procter & Gamble, which makes Crest toothpaste... And at Mondelez, which makes Nabisco wheat thins, confirmed reductions in their products' volumes, but did not disclose the reasons why. While Crest 3D White does now sell a 5-ounce tube, its 4.1-ounce tube shrunk to 3.8. Bounty, according to a representative at P&G, got better. It, it's better now, as it got smaller, since the paper towels are more <laughs> absorbent than they used to be. Because they cut the number of sheets per roll from 165 to 147. Yeah, we were totally holding out on you with absorbency. Yeah, well, you know, they, they perforate the sheets half Half-ways as much as they, they were. And now they're perforating them the other way as well. So you can get like Squares? a square really? out of the thing. I haven't yeah, seen yeah. that one yet. I saw that recently and oh, I thought wow. to myself, but the same amount, like if you compare one roll to another roll, it's the same amount of paper. It's just that they've divided it differently now. So there's more. More Twice as many sheets. (laughs) Gatorade, the sports drink brand from PepsiCo, recently replaced its 32-ounce size with a 28-ounce bottle for the same price. That's a 14% price increase, the equivalent of, right? right? They cut it back that much. But here's their excuse. Quote, Basically, we redesigned the bottle. It's more aerodynamic, and it's easier to grab, (laughs) said a company representative. He said further, That was my real problem before I had air resistance. Right. (laughs) The redesign generates a new cost, and the bottles are a little bit more expensive. This is only a matter of design. You know what's the most aerodynamic thing in the world? Absolutely nothing. No air resistance whatsoever. I really wish I could go faster than I'm going right now. This stupid bottle is... Holding me back. <laughs> Can't go any faster. I, I could I could if it weren't for the aerodynamics of my soft drink bottle. I mean just ridiculous. And and so brazen as to even say the bottles cost more. I mean, oh, why man. anyone would believe these people? Well, hold on. That the bottle itself costs more. Is, That's what is, he claimed. Oh no, he's quite he's quite astute on that. Every time that you increase the price of oil, you increase the price of plastics. Uh, yeah. So unless you're going to start skimping on the amount of material, which I'm guessing they've pretty much figured out as thin as they can make it without problems, uh, unless well, you want to start skimming on the on the on the quantity of material every time that they change the price of oil, you've mm-hmm. got to change the price in in plastics. That's a that's a great point because obviously they're using less plastic. Yeah. The amount is also is smaller. Fertilizer. I mean, this is something that most people don't think about, but fertilizers are made out of oil. So if you change the oil price, again, that's going to hit you one more time in the food. But they're made out of cow dung. 
No, no. We, we eat oil, basically. Huh. There's more on the way here. You can share your thoughts. Whatever's on your mind. Are people living paycheck to paycheck more than ever? better believe it. We'll get into it here. The number is 603-283-6160. You can share your thoughts with us on Free Talk Live's live Saturday show. Free Talk Live, you can join the show. Talking about inflation and the various different things that happen as a result of that, like products being cut in their sizes, uh, or people having a more tough time making their rent payments because, well, the payments that you're getting at your job don't go up, you know, alongside inflation. You might get a raise eventually, but you don't get a raise every single month, and it doesn't catch you up with all the trillions of dollars in printing that they've been doing. Basically, your quality of life goes down Down. Mm -hmm. exactly so if you want to comment the number is 603-283-6160 tonight it's ian pickless mountaineer and reverend captain kickass and captain you've got a story that i think we touched on the other day but i don't know if we got into any detail on it what is the uh, paycheck to paycheck from three days ago jamie redmond writes at news.bitcoin.com correct they do good work there u.s inflation skyrockets 64 percent of Americans now live paycheck to paycheck, and the S and P 500 chart shows, and and I have to say this because it's the most metal thing you'll hear in like economics, the death cross is imminent. <laughs> the death cross. I, I don't know what that means. <laughs> uh, inflation continues to rear its ugly head in the lives of Americans. As 64 percent, that's a lot of U.S. residents are living paycheck to paycheck. Equities. I presume to- that 64 percent of those who are working. I assume so as well. I also assume if they're living paycheck to paycheck, it means no savings. Because there's a hell of a lot of people not working. Hold on. So there's a death, uh, death cross eminent in what now? Stock the market. S&P. Okay. So uh, just a heads up to everyone out there. If you wanted to shift your finances, do it now. What does that mean? Okay, so uh, Death Cross is uh, it, it's a little complicated, but it's where like uh, so they're tracking like the change in things uh-huh. and weighting it by uh, uh, giving it extra weight by uh, how how near the present it is. And at a certain point, it shifts over, and that indicates it's about to crash. And mm. and it's partly a self fulfilling prophecy because at that point, a lot of people will shift their finances. Mm. And correct me if I'm wrong. This this death cross, as they say, it's a it's a signal. It's a market signal, mm-hmm. and generally, it precedes something like the 2008 crash. Oh, okay. Uh, and that kind of a thing. When when finances kind of all go to crap, the death cross like shows up, mm. and they call it that because that's what it means. It's the signal. They're like, oh. Crap. Well, it's all Putin's fault. Yeah, and and if you can shift your if you can shift your finances now, then you can get ahead of the curve. And I gotta say, like in a couple of days, the Federal Reserve is meeting, and then they're going to announce uh, whether or not there's going to be a change in the in the base federal funds rate. And every time that they've been talking about, it, they said we are absolutely going to increase that percentage rate. So, I mean. Massive change is extremely likely in a couple of days. Mm. Like uh, it's the fifteenth through the sixteenth that they're meeting this this time. So that seems to be when everything's going to shift. That's probably going to, if not crash the the housing market, put an put a lot of pressure on it. And uh, we we honestly could see a 
we could see a, a change over that we haven't seen since like 1913 or at least Bretton Woods, like fundamental shift in the world's economy. Well, that certainly seems to be what they want, right? They want to build something new. They want a new world order, or now they're calling the World Economic Forum, of course, the Great Reset. Uh, this is all part of that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to get into the crypto order here that you want to talk about, but uh, what else do we need to know about paycheck-to-paycheck living? Because it's uh, pretty, big, pretty big numbers there, Kevin. Well, they mentioned that the price of a barrel of oil was 130 bucks as of last or this past Tuesday. Yep. Uh, but inflation is wreaking havoc on the wallets of ordinary American citizens, and rising gas prices are not the only worries. Data shows that 64% of U.S. residents are living paycheck to paycheck and are barely getting by. Wages have jumped by 5.1%. It's still less than the pace of the inflation that has gone over 7% in recent times. In fact, last month, the U.S. Labor Department's Consumer Price Index climbed the fastest rate it has in 40 years. There's been a rise in Americans living paycheck to paycheck as the number of citizens operating in this fashion jumped 3% higher than the year prior, according to Lending Club reports. Uh, they've got a tweet here from Kim.com. It says, the average gasoline price and the cost of food in the U.S. are at an all-time high, and inflation will pop the biggest economic bubble that has ever existed. The U.S. stock market has been on life support for years, with more Fed-printed trillions required every year to keep it alive. Yeah, he, he's bringing up a good point there. They admittedly during the covid situation were buying stocks the federal reserve was printing money and buying stocks with it in order to keep the stock market looking way healthier than Mm -hmm. it actually was and then they tapered that off you know that was their word for it Mm -hmm. Uh, and they did actually taper it off to stop buying to stop increasing it so it's not getting any higher it's not getting any lower uh they stopped that on the fourth of this month really yeah so and officially i mean powell uh the the federal reserve chair is saying no we are not going to make any additional purchases we are not bailing it out this time Mm. so i mean what what it looks like is they're not making these purchases and they're going to increase the interest rate so buckle up do you guys remember some time ago now i guess the the bump in the the lumber prices oh yeah yeah so and, and these were early signs of you know what's coming what's going to continue to happen because a lot of people were working on their house during yeah. covid yeah they're like oh well if i'm gonna spend all this time at home might as well do some stuff around the house sure. right? you know mm-hmm. bust out my power tools and yep. all that kind of thing uh, so recently recorded statistics clearly show U.S. citizens are paying a lot more for nearly everything they buy. On March 9th, a couple of New York Times authors quoted a number of Americans saying, the prices of used cars, apartments, steak, bacon, chicken, bread, heating oil, gasoline, vegetables, toilet paper, paper towels, diapers, and lumber have all become unbearable. A car battery costs almost two times as much, one individual surveyed said. Bacon? is as expensive as filet mignon used to be, Wow! another person at the NYT remarked. This is not just a used car phenomenon, because we've been talking about the price of used cars, mm-hmm. the chip shortage. They're blaming the chip shortage. It's like, well, okay, but like that's not... You know, that's not the reason used car prices are going through the mm-hmm. roof. It's because there's more dollars in the market. 
Well, and you mentioned the the uh, building material shortage that we had. Now, part of that was legitimately we were having some supply chain issues, what with shutting down the planet. Right. Um, part of that was being manipulated. But we are seeing both of those happen with all of the commodities. Like every raw material is going to be facing both manipulation because we're shutting down all of the banking systems so you can't move anything around. And uh, uh, we still haven't fixed the supply chain shortages. That's right. Yeah, that's uh, basically the summary of it. This goes into some pretty heady stuff about the S&P and the death cross. The main bit of it is that the death cross is not a good signal, and many believe it's a sign of the economy facing a longer-term downtrend. Yeah, I mean, if if I guess if you can figure out which companies are about to be bailed out by the government, uh, put your stocks into that. But personally, if I had any stocks, I'd be pulling them now. And doing cryptocurrency? Yeah, well... Um, Actually, I'd wait on that one, too, because, like, when the stock market crashes... You think crypto's going to go down? I don't know. Like, recently, we've seen the the crypto prices decoupling from the stock market, which is a beautiful thing to see. It's about time. So, I mean, but, I mean, there's still probably going to be a lot of downward pressure on the crypto prices, Mm. at least in the first steps of the stock market going way down. The number here is 603-283-6160. I don't think I would advise anyone stop buying crypto. I think the best suggestion, I'm not a financial advisor, but the best tactic is to buy a little bit at a time. Oh, yeah. So a little bit every week, a little bit every two weeks, whenever you get paid. Whatever you can afford to lose, which is probably less than you could you know, a year ago, put it into crypto. More coming up. Join liberty-minded voluntarists, anarchists, and libertarians from June 27th through July 3rd for the 6th Annual ForkFest at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. ForkFest is a fork of the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which sold out for the first time in 2021. ForkFest takes place the week after ForkFest, but ForkFest is decentralized, which means that there's no ticket cost and no one is in charge. All you have to do to join the fun is reserve your camping site, RV site, or motel room with Rogers Campground for June 27th through July 3rd. There's no better place to celebrate Independence Day than around other freedom-loving activists in the Shire. You can find out more at the unofficial website, forkfest.party. You can also connect with other attendees on the ForkFest Telegram and Matrix chat rooms, as well as the ForkFest Forum. You can find links to those at forkfest.party. We hope to see you there. Forkfest.party. Free Talk Live. Phones open. You can join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. In the studio, it's Ian. Pickles Mountaineer. And some guy who's not living paycheck to paycheck. Want to say thank you to Alex, who is a Free Talk Live supporter of the AMPS program. It's a Patreon that you can join over at amps.freetalklive.com. Thank you, Alex, for being a gold-level subscriber, meaning Alex is doing at least 10 bucks a month over at amps.freetalklive.com. You get some cool perks, you get some benefits. Uh, If you do that, it's amps.freetalklive.com. Again, thanks, Alex, for that. Uh, You can help us advertise, markets, uh, promote, and support Free Talk Live at amps.freetalklive.com. Peekless, you wanted to talk about this Biden memo this order executive order that came out this week i think it was mm-hmm. uh that it, it was touted in the media weeks ago it was mm-hmm. like a month ago they were saying soon biden will it will issue an executive order make an announcement about cryptocurrency dun, and it dun, was dun. all this fear and and is it a 
what is it? What did it it's, say? It's been fascinating to watch. Sorry. Be- before you get into it, because I know, I know where you're going, I just want to say that uh, politics are now taking lessons you know, like from Hollywood, mm. right? When they when they drop they drop the <laughs> oh, teaser, yeah. right? Like Biden coming is gonna soon. coming up, yeah, coming this fall. Biden will make an announcement. Like, right. okay, what is Biden going to do to your crypto? <laughs> like, find did, out this how you, summer. How do you keep a moron in suspense? <laughs> well, they do say that ho- that uh, politics is Hollywood for ugly people. Uh, that's an old statement. <sighs> I thought that was ra- no or, radios, radios. Or you know, Hollywood is politics for pretty people. It's a face for radio. That's what I have. The face difference being that Hollywood doesn't force their movies on you. So I don't know if you could call it politics. Sure, but they do make it illegal to compete with them. So, you know. Oh, well, not in uh, Russia now. Apparently, according to IGN.com, Russia is now reportedly legalizing piracy of games, movies, and more. <laughs> awesome. This is after their countries have been cut off by, like, Nintendo and Sony and whatever yeah. other. Netflix, uh, I think, was another one. Yeah, so all of Netflix's stuff is going to be torrenting. <laughs> Well, Take I mean, it, patent trolls. I mean, already, already, but I mean, the tours. Russian people, instead of paying for Netflix, are they're just going to get the take same it. shows for free. Yeah, and apparently the Russian government's like, go at it. <laughs> nice. So anyway, cryptocurrency right, so, is order. So, uh, they, so they announced that they were going to do this, and then they announced uh, it's going to be this week. This week he's going to sign it. And uh, one of the interesting things for that, as soon as they announced it was going to be this week, all of the privacy coins, especially Monero, shot through the roof. Really? Because everyone's like, oh, no. If they if they're going to do it this week, I mean, what are they going to do? What what's going to become illegal? Mm-hmm. Well, if I have privacy coin, then it won't matter if the, if they made something illegal. I'll still be able to operate. So those shot through the roof. Hmm. Then uh, Janet Yellen, the uh, the uh, Secretary of the Treasury, uh, accidentally post. Well, uh, maybe it was accidentally, probably accidentally posted her response to his executive order, and you could tell from her response, it's like, oh. So this executive order is not going to be some scary thing where they're uh, immediately implementing anything at all. No. So as soon as that went through, so the privacy coins start to crash, but the entire market uh, starts going up. I have to know, was Janet Yellen's posted response in all caps? Because <laughs> she's yelling. <laughs> and because she's an old boomer. Um, yeah, so this was basically, as I understood the reporting on it, I didn't read the thing, mm-hmm. but the reporting on it is basically Biden told the various different federal agencies, all right, you guys, start looking into this cryptocurrency thing. Yeah, it was it was a bizarre thing like, to read on. Like they haven't been already. I right. mean, we all know that the government has been keeping its eye on a whole bunch of crypto-related mm-hmm. stuff, mainly because they don't understand it. And then somebody was like, you can use it to move you know, illegal things. They were like, oh. Oh, we better keep an eye on this. I mean, apparently it says it's calls on federal agencies to take a unified approach to regulation. So that might be one different thing. It's like, all right, you guys need to work together. Right, because the federal government taking a unified approach is not what they try to do anyway. Well, they haven't been when it comes to crypto, right? Like, doesn't the IRS define it oh, as yeah, a uh, commodity, yeah. but FinCEN thinks it's a currency? That's fair. They yeah. have been fighting over, like, no, this is my jurisdiction. No, this is my jurisdiction. Now, honestly, what the thing says is this agency, this agency, this agency, this agency, which is why it takes forever to read the thing. Mm-hmm. I want each of you to get back to me in six months with a full report of what we can possibly do about this. Mm. <laughs> now, <laughs> and... and my first thought at this is like my maniacal laugh. The, 
this isn't an executive order. This is an executive internal memo. Mm. But then it dawned on me, oh, I see what he's doing here. So, I mean, honestly, they can't do anything to stop crypto. They they haven't figured nope. it out. They won't figure it out because there isn't one. But what they can do is slow it down. So what what he did is he announced, I'm going to do something. Be afraid. I, I'm not going <laughs> to tell you. Well, and see, that's the thing. As soon as we know what the rules are, it doesn't even matter how draconian they are. It's going to get a lot of people who are holding them back on the sidelines to go, okay, Now I'm ready to get in because I know what to do. I know what won't land me in jail or get me in trouble with the IRS. So no matter how bad the laws are, as soon as we know what they are, uh, people are going to rush in. So if he was actually (laughs) stating... Oh, bad time. Killing it. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Sorry, you're saying? So uh, uh, (laughs) I'm trying. (laughs) So as soon as we have any set of rules, no matter how terrible they are, Mm -hmm. a whole bunch of capital that's just waiting for this to pounce Mm. is going to go, okay, now I know exactly what I need to do, whether to build this in the United States or somewhere else, exactly how to structure this. Let me just tell you, build it somewhere else. I mean, if you're going to be a cryptocurrency innovator, you cannot be in the United States and have Mm -hmm. any feeling or any semblance of security at this point. Absolutely. Yeah, fact. I mean, find a country that is in favor of cryptocurrency. El Salvador? El Salvador is one. Um, weirdly enough, Vietnam has been, uh, hmm. like, they they started out being extremely against it, and they have just had to come around. I saw uh, a headline that, I think it was Panama put forward a piece of legislation to make Bitcoin legal tender there. Nice. So they may be following in the footsteps oh, of El Salvador. Awesome. Um, I know there's a, a town in Switzerland that uh, turned it into, like, a local uh, uh, federal, I mean, uh, a local recognized currency. Hmm. Um, let's see, uh, Seychelles, a, a little uh, island nation of uh, of Africa. Uh, they've been uh, very, very good with cryptocurrency. I know there's a couple of mm-hmm. uh, of uh, exchanges that uh, base out of they there. Moved there, yeah, um, yeah. Any of the any of the uh, you know Singapore, Hong Kong, Dubai, any of the like really like focused on uh, economic freedoms, even though they tend not to have the most political freedoms, uh, are are all good places to get. I mean, the worst place, of course, obviously, is New York City. Like, oh, yeah. Get New York's the only ones that's been, okay, here's what you have to and do. That's not including crypto. Right. But, I mean, but I mean, the, that's going to be, of course, the worst of it, but that's pretty much going to be the model for how difficult they're going to make it in America. Mm-hmm. And the point of cryptocurrency is that it is global. It is not right. any country's. So uh, there's no point in founding this where the United States can say can move in with guns and tell you to give up your your crypto or your business. The thing I like the most about that scenario is that being that it's international, you get around all of the terrestrial based uh, legislature, no matter what country. Right. So a simple, you know retiree's got his life savings and cash in his suitcase and he's trying to cross the border to, you know, wherever he's going to retire to somewhere in Mexico. And, uh, oh, he gets all his cash confiscated. Well, Mm -hmm. that risk is gone Mm -hmm. because, you know, I could have a bazillion dollars in my my cryptocurrency wallet Mm -hmm. and nothing in my pocket and wander into some other country. Yeah, I can store gold bars in my brain. It's a weird thing, but it's true. That is the world we live in now. So the other thing is that... uh, there are people who believe that 
in Canada, at least, the government was successful in shutting down some cryptocurrencies. False. Totally false. It's not even the right headline. Uh, what they were able to do is to give just a couple of wallet addresses, which are infinite, of them are, are infinitely uh, rep, uh, you know, reproducible. You can produce as many wallet addresses. Anyway, they, they got them to cease transactions to a couple of, tra- uh, of those addresses. Mm-hmm. And they got centralized companies to do that. They right. can't stop the other you know, non-centralized wallets or the decentralized ones out there. The ones where you control your own keys. Easily bypassable. We got more on the way here about this. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. You can join us here. Live Saturday show. The number 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. In the studio, it's Ian. Peakless Mountaineer. And the Reverend Captain Kickass. We're talking about some economic-related stuff here. The latest from the federal government gang in regards to cryptocurrency regulation. Biden has signed an executive order that got so much coverage prior to even coming out. I mean, for weeks, they kept the mainstream media and the crypto uh, media, the crypto news coverage uh, sites, oh, Biden's going to come out with an executive order. It's coming, everybody. Get ready. And basically, it boils down to, okay, everybody, federal government people, we need to do more research, and you need to come up with reports. You've got six months and tell me what we can do. Yeah, this is kind right? of an ultimate uh, no news is good news because, like, number one, he's announced we're not just straight up cracking down on this without thinking about it, without making a very big they don't specific know plan. That's true. <laughs> that's part of the admission. Yeah. Like, and that's a big part. Like, number one, they're not just straight up trying to, like, uh, okay, no one in America is allowed to mine this or anything like that. And number two, they're admitting their ignorance on this, which is kind of nice for a politician to see. It would be difficult for them to ban cryptocurrency in the United States. I'm not saying they won't try, but I mean, I think it would be overturned in the courts because ultimately you're looking at a free speech issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, programming is just speech. Mm-hmm. Somebody, Oh, Satoshi yeah. Nakamoto wrote those words. And- oh, yeah. And if they try and reverse that decision, they're starting a fight with Microsoft, which oh, I yeah. would not recommend starting a legal uh, battle with Government Microsoft. versus Microsoft. Government wins. Yeah. And some of the people uh, in... That's a rough one, man. I mean, Microsoft has a lot they of connections. They have all the guns, man. Yeah, but Microsoft has a lot of connections, a lot of money, and my bet, a lot of blackmail. I mean, we're talking, you know, Jeffrey Epstein-connected people here. True. Bill Gates did hang out with that guy, Oh, right? yeah. And Bill Gates is, you know, very much against cryptocurrency. He, he said, mm-hmm. you know, anyone who isn't uh, Elon Musk really got to be careful with this stuff. Which, <laughs> from my perspective, if you need a better endorsement than Bill Gates telling yeah. you not to do it, I can't think of one. Can you imagine just, like, the type of, of company that, that he keeps to think that, like Elon Musk is just like this tiny little player down over here, right? That he's, he's you know, the little at the kitty table of finance, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. So, and I mean, uh, we're talking about someone who, like, honestly, if you really want to know who Bill Gates is, I suggest checking out the Corbett Reports uh, documentary about them. It is kind of mind blowing. James Corbett deserves a medal just for longevity yeah, at doing he's, what he's doing. He's he's amazing. Uh, I mean, really just spot on work in, in 
absolutely everything. I have I have no critique of the man. Like he he's careful not to overextend himself, and at the same time, he always speaks as much truth as he can be sure of. So. At least that's my assessment of it. So according to the CNBC story about the Biden executive order, uh, it, it says here under the illicit activity section, another key area is of the order is focusing on rooting out illegal activity in the crypto space. The president has called for, quote, an unprecedented focus of coordinated action. And if that doesn't sound like a political, you know, markets word salad, basically. Sounds like they're going to send more people with guns after some other innocent people. He's also urging an international collaboration on the issue. So he's basically, okay, guys, we got to figure out what we can do about cryptocurrency. Uh, come on, let's let's have a huddle mm-hmm. uh, for six months. And then come <laughs> back. Would that be a huddle huddle? Ooh, so, yeah, they're probably not. Well, they are holding. They An are, anti-huddle huddle. They're holding a lot of uh, crypto, as they point out here. U.S. Uh, gang seized $3.6 billion worth of Bitcoin last month. That's another so. really interesting thing about this uh, executive order. It points out that like 15% of America has crypto. Really? I mean, so just, bad. so just for reference, that's something like three times as many crypto people as vegetarians. I wow. mean, seriously. That's that's astonishing. Well, and crypto people don't go around letting everybody know about it either. Which eh. we ought to, honestly. That was a joke. Get more people. <laughs> yeah. well, crypto no, people I mean, are very sure. evangelical. Well, some of us are. I mean, I, I, I'd say I have a lot, of, I'd say some a lot of the people that, that do crypto are not evangelical about it. Why? Because they, they just, don't want anyone to know they have right, it? Right. Yeah. They just sort of, you know, quietly put it away and don't want to let anyone else in on their, you know, very effective secret because holy crap are... Are all of the things connected to this so that making means oodles of money? That their number of fifteen percent is probably low. Could be. Uh, it does make me wonder exactly how he came to this conclusion. But still, like for fi- for sixteen percent to be the official number, the government numbers wow. have to come from the exchanges. Mm. They can't come from anywhere else. No, right. they could be a survey or something like that. Or okay, a phone right. poll. Uh, but he also talked about the climate as well, mentioning the energy cost baked into digital currencies. He wants the government to study ways to make crypto innovation more, quote, responsible, unquote, reducing negative climate impacts. You know, there was never any uh, impact study warranted or called for when, like, you know, Windows was launched, right? (laughs) Oh my gosh, these PCs are dangerous for the environment. They Mm -hmm. use up so much electricity, right? (laughs) Cell phones, cell phone towers, none of this. None of this was called for. None of those things uh, were a threat to the state. Mm -hmm. But still. Let's see here. Uh, And then they just kind of go on and talk about proof of work and some of the details of uh, of mining. And uh, then they get to the digital dollar, which Mm -hmm. is probably the most important part about all this. Did you get to that part in the... I kind of briefly skimmed it. So they, of course, want to explore more about the idea of a CBDC, as it is called, a central bank digital currency. Not to be confused, as many in the media have been confusing it, with an actual cryptocurrency. Which is intentional. Yes. I mean, seriously, what they want, what they have always wanted, is an uneducated populace. Correct. So right now, the most... That's why they run the schools. Yes. And right now, the most important thing for them is for everyone to think that there is no difference between a digital currency... 
a blockchain, a cryptocurrency, and Bitcoin. These are all the same thing. Don't know the difference between them so that we can co- we can come out with our uh, uh, panopticoin, is a <laughs> yeah, term a that one. I quite appreciate. Uh, oh, well, you know, we're just going to, uh, and they have actually released like uh, a part of the code that they're going to be using for the, the central right. bank digital currency. Yep, and, MIT was involved in it. Yeah, and I mean... The the things that are lacking are exactly what you would want in money. Like, there is absolutely no transparency. Uh, there is no way that you can uh, keep any record of anything that they do. If they change the record, it's gone. It's if because they-, they have a centralized database that they can completely control. And if they want to completely delete the funds in, quote-unquote, your central bank wallet... Mm-hmm. They're just going to be gone. While at the same time, they have absolutely perfect records of everything and every transaction that everyone will make in a central bank digital currency. Yeah, it's super creepy. It's definitely, I mean, they're not saying yet they're going to do it, but they're telegraphing that they're serious about it. Biden, according to the story at CNBC, isn't saying whether the U.S. should launch its own digital currency, but he is calling on the government to place, quote, urgency unquote, on research and development of a potential CBDC. And again, we know that the Federal Reserve has already been doing this. Mm -hmm. They've already been doing research. Mm -hmm. They've already got some code uh, put in place, and they released a long-awaited report recently about the pros and cons of that money, but did not take a position yet on whether it thinks the U.S. should have one. So we're still, still sitting out in limbo right now, although... It seems like it's going to benefit the federal government to do this. The bankers are not happy about it, so they're pushing against it. Captain, you made a point that the politicians themselves may have difficulty with uh, you know, money laundering and such that they might want to do, campaign contributions under this. So there are some inside-the-system things that are pushing against the idea of a CBDC in the United States. So I, I wouldn't say it's a done deal at this point, but it, it's hard to believe that it won't happen it's hard to believe that they will say nah we're just going to keep things as oh i'd bet my i'd bet my bottom satoshi that it's going to happen i think that what they're probably going to do is they're going to do all of the above they're going to do the cbdc Mm -hmm. and they're going to keep the cash so all the dirty politicians can keep doing their dirty things but they're going to get the welfare recipients on cbdc they're Mm -hmm. going to tell people all right Stimulus checks are coming out, or UBI, mm-hmm. uh, universal basic income. And if you want it, you're going to have to have the government wallet. You want your IRS tax refund? You're going to have to have the government wallet, because mm-hmm. we're not sending checks anymore. Checks are done. We're not doing those cards. EVT, no more cards. You're going to have to have the government CBDC wallet, and then they're in total control over where you can spend it, what you can spend it on, mm-hmm. and they can take it away from you in a moment's notice. You guys remember that uh, TV show, Mr. Robot? Yeah, it was, it was a great a, show. Christian Slater and I can't remember the kid's name. He yeah, to do. Uh, he was the Freddie Mercury in the Rami Queen movie. Malik, Rami I think Malik, yeah, is his name. Um, they had something in that show called E-Coin, E-Coin. right? Which stands for Evil Coin, That's right? And <laughs> made by Evil Corp. Yeah, made by Evil Corp. But I mean, this is what governments are going to create. They're going to create yes. Evil Coin, and it is going to be evil. And we saw in Canada what they will do with this power. Indeed. They will shut down everyone's ability to live. Yeah. You can share your thoughts with us. The number is 603-283-6160. Hour number three is on the way. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. The phones are open here, and you can bring up anything you want. The number is... 603-283-6160. That's 
888-646-1160. Whether you want to talk about the economy, cryptocurrency, regulations on it that are yet to be proposed, but they're doing more research for the next six months at the federal level, according to the recent Biden administration memo. Uh, we touched on that. Of course, you can bring up anything at 603-283-6160 here tonight. Ian? Pickles Mountaineer. And I'm Ron Burgundy? Let's go back. Don't put a question mark on that. Who put the, a question mark on the teleprompter? Back to the phones here. We've got Mehdi calling us from Canada. Mehdi, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey. Hey, how's it going, guys? Yo. It's uh, good. What's up? Uh, so I have a, um, a question of if this strategy for getting that bill uh, to get it passed or not. So that bill or law, whatever it is, that has um, as like uh, the ability for the people of New Hampshire to choose their future, like if they want to secede or not. Not that yeah. it is a secession mm-hmm. bill, but that the people can choose in the future if they do want to. Right. Uh, the bill that so sadly was shot down two days ago, 323 to 13. Uh, but yes, that bill. Proof that this is an involuntary yeah. relationship. Yeah. Yeah. So that's 323. So the assumption would be that these government people that voted, I don't know if they're Congress people or whatever they or were. State representatives, they're as they're called here. So sort of the equivalent of your members of parliament at a state level. MPPs. Yeah. Okay, got it. Yeah. So then, and that these people are voted on a, or that they're that voted are on a geographical area. You know, like they have... Uh, they, they represent a geographical area. Yes. Okay, so it would be four steps, basically. One, get the names of those people that were against, 323, map out their districts, and then move people there, the people that are, say, wanting to come to New Hampshire. Well, it's basically everywhere, so you really don't have to map out the districts. I mean, with 323, uh, it's pretty much everywhere. And besides, I would never ask somebody to move to a political district simply to run for state rep, just because it's such an uninfluential position. You get paid $100 a year. I don't know if the caller's ever been to New Hampshire. but He has, actually. He's been to Porkfest. It's a small state. It's really not that big. Yeah, so basically the uh, moving for this purpose doesn't really make any economic sense, but getting people who care about independence to run and challenge the 323, I absolutely uh, support that. Okay, got it. I mean, I didn't mean to shoot down all your ideas. Did you have something else that you wanted to (laughs) share? (laughs) I mean, people are moving here anyway. And and libertarians yeah. don't tend to like to be told what to do, right? So as with the we've we've told our listeners for years about the Free State Project and the migration of liberty activists, libertarians. That's the reason why all of us are here in the studio together. We wouldn't have known each other if Definitely it weren't for that. Not, yeah. um, we all came yeah. from different so, places. Uh, Good. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so I was looking for a strategy, like what are strategies that would be able to get this bill end up being passed. Oh, uh, but yeah, I, I think the best strategy is you got to replace these these oldsters and these status in uh, in the state reps that that they, they, they got to go. I mean, a lot of these people are never going to change their minds. If we can if we can change their minds, that's great, and I think that is a strategy. Um, for instance, next time around, and there there will be a next time. Uh, presuming the 13 people who voted for New Hampshire exit do not lose their elections. And that's the important question is, will these people lose their re-election bids? Because the people who didn't vote for this, who agree with secession, because there I don't know how many of them there are, but there are state reps who are libertarian types who are with us on the issue, but refused to actually stand up and be counted on this matter because they're afraid of getting re-elected. They're afraid of what voters will think. So... 
if Mike Sylvia and Matt Santanastasso and the rest of them, the other uh, 11 that voted for this, if they win re-election, well, then that is evidence that this is not a career killer. On the other hand, if they lose re-election, then they've got they've got a point, right? Okay, this isn't popular. This isn't happening. We should give up on this idea for now and or just keep talking to people or whatever. And I say we should run people... Like, in those cases where we had representatives that said, I am going to vote for this, mm-hmm. and then voted against it, those, that I happened. Think, yeah, those, I think, are the places where we need to run people against them. Because we know that liberty people can get elected in those areas. Mm. There is a thirst for liberty representatives in that place, and these people are not doing their job. They don't have the integrity to represent people who love freedom. Okay, so I'm going to play devil's advocate on this because I have the same viewpoint as you. I think that these people should be primaried, uh, the people who supposedly are liberty reps but mm-hmm. didn't stand on this one. Uh, and the the people who uh, who counteracted me on that today were saying, but they're still liberty reps. They're still good on 99% of the issues. Why would you want to spend Because I want time- someone who's good on 100%. I mean, we know that the that a liberty representative can get elected in this region. But what if they lied? What if they? Uh, what if they're the type of politician who wasn't honest with the people in order to get elected there? What if they pre- pretended to be a standard issue Republican in order to get elected? I. I have difficulty believing that scenario is realistic. I, all I have to say is that if your election lasts more than four hours, see a physician. Yeah, and <laughs> so wow. if they if they ran on on being a statist and got elected and then did liberty things, mm-hmm. then they would have no motivation to not do this liberty thing. I mean, mm-hmm. in that hypothetical and frankly unrealistic scenario. Also, if they if that region does not want to be represented by someone who loves liberty, then okay, let's focus somewhere else. Uh, thank you, Mehdi, for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. The number six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. Because when I called for these people to be primaried, mm-hmm. I, I understand that first of all, the independence movement is pretty small. It's it's still pretty new. Uh, we don't have thousands of uh, of connected supporters there may be thousands of people who agree with the idea but we don't know who they are they're not on an email list they're not all on the same forum they're not talking with uh, with one another so we don't have enough people to to challenge all 323 323 right we also can't likely encourage someone to move somewhere so like one of the worst reps is a guy named brody deshays he's the guy who spoke on the floor yesterday he spoke for the longest against independence and tried to scare and intimidate the other state reps into going with him and they did uh, largely, that guy definitely needs to get primaried. But if we can't find somebody that lives in his town, he ain't, he's not going to be primaried, right? Mm. But when I said that people, uh, the Liberty Rep should be primaried who didn't vote for this, the response was like, oh, well, we should focus our efforts on the worst people. We shouldn't be focusing on the guys that were are with us on 99% of the... And my point back was, it costs $2, to run for state rep if you run as a Republican or a Democrat. You don't have to spend a lot of focus to just throw your name into the to the ring as a, as a primary challenger to these people, and at least then they would have to put up some sort of a fight. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't try to run liberty representatives elsewhere, but I'm saying that this is how accountability works. Mm-hmm. And if that, if that liberty representative that, that turned their back on us on the most important thing— gets primaried and wins, they know that next time something like this comes up, they can risk their position by betraying us again, mm. or they can assure their position by by doing what they said they were going to do. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm completely with you on this. Uh, I, I wish there were more. Like, even among the people who believe in independence, a lot of them are afraid to rock the boat. Like, oh, well, we don't want to. Ups- we don't want to upset the liberty reps. We don't the want them. The boat to- is rocking. The, Look around. The system corrupts everybody who yeah. gets in it. So, it is a tough ask to say to anybody who gets into politics to be principled. Right. <laughs> like okay. that's just a tough ask because the system itself isn't it's based in evil. It's not it's not based yeah. in anything good. Well, and that's why you have to hold them to account by the ways that you can. And one of those ways is running someone else who who might be more principled than them in the places where people want liberty. I think the the solution uh, I said it uh, before you were here. I think the solution is noncompliance by many individuals simultaneously. Sure. That is the solution. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you there, but how do we make that happen? I know you're you don't play in the political system, Captain. I, I, and I respect I just, it, but in this case, the this part of the solution is helping change people's minds. And mm-hmm. the reason why this bill was put forward wasn't because we thought it was going to win. Sure, it was to get the conversation started, to get maybe some news coverage. Which, by the way, a lot of coverage has been happening successful after in, the fact. in those respects. There's been a lot of coverage after the fact. The AP picked up the story, and that's been picked up by the Boston Globe and U.S. News and World Report and ABC News and elsewhere. Uh, Newsweek even had their own story that they did. So, and they're quoting some of the things that some of these Liberty guys said on the the floor of the state house. So, just getting some of these memes out there, getting some of the concepts out there. We got to get people to think about these ideas about getting out of the United States before the thing blows up on us. More coming up. Talk Live. Phones are open. You can join us here at 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. We're going to go back to your calls and thoughts. But I do want to tell you about ForkFest, which is coming up in less than four months. Coming up on like three and a half months at this point. Hell yeah. I've got my free ticket. Yeah, because there are no tickets. Uh, you just get yourself a campsite, an RV site, or a motel room with Rogers Campground June 27th through July 3rd. And come on up and enjoy a week in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire with freedom-loving people, liberty activists who have moved here, some who have not yet moved here or are considering moving here. And they want to get a feel for what it's like to be around people that actually care about freedom. Well, ForkFest is one of two great events that takes place in the summertime. It's actually the week after the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which last I heard last weekend was at 94% of a sellout. So Porcupine Freedom Festival does have tickets and they are going to sell out because they sold out last year and... Usually they don't start selling tickets until right around now. Yeah, historically, like now is about the time the the early planners start getting their tickets. So for them to have sold out, you know, last year yeah. and then also be ninety four percent sold out this year means, thankfully, freedom is a hot topic. <laughs> yep, oh, and yeah. a lot of people are moving to New Hampshire. A lot of people considering a move and are planning a move. So it's a great excuse mm-hmm. to come on up here again. June twenty seventh through July third is Fork Fest. That's the decentralized alternative to the Porcupine Freedom Festival. It's a friendly alternative because you know, not everybody can spend two weeks in the, in the woods in New Hampshire, but if you've got 10 days, I would recommend you, you split it up among both of the, the festivals. You know, some and, people just do the weekend on Porkfest, and then they stay for uh, the full week of Forkfest, and it's more laid back. 
Yeah, and I actually really like having, okay, so you've got a chunk of time where it's really, really busy and everyone's there. Yep. And I also like having a chunk of time where, like, it's kind of calm and there's there's not so much going on that I'm missing five things right. by doing any particular one thing. So, I mean, whichever your preference is, we've got something for you. Indeed. Check out ForkFest.Party, and that is an unofficial website. Everything's unofficial at ForkFest. It's uh, it's for creators, you know, people that want to do a thing. You should bring that thing with you. If you want to cook, you should be the one that, uh, you know, provides some food for people because there's always hungry people, and uh, it's probably a good plan to do that. Uh, there's uh, If you want to play a game of poker, bring some chips, bring your table, and have at it. There's probably people that would want to join you in that effort mm-hmm. so just keep that in mind and there are forums and chat rooms connected over at forkfest.party that way you can kind of talk to other people and say hey what are you doing uh, here's what i want to do or maybe somebody's already doing that and you don't need to bring the poker table i don't know i have no idea what's happening uh, but you can check it out for yourself at forkfest.party i like to look at it as uh, the porcupine freedom festival is you know hey see what a bunch of other freedom lovers can put together and then forkfest is hey let's see what kind of freedom fest you can put together yeah exactly and uh one thing just real quick to uh sort of touch on last uh last segment i mean our our plan for like because he's like okay well what's your plan for getting this passed oh, this is our plan New is Hampshire we're getting, exit. yeah we're getting more people here who love liberty right and i mean we get so many people i mean this is this is what people do to check out new hampshire to see you know if they like the community up here and then I mean, almost everyone I talked to last year was, uh, it'll be six months, it'll be one year uh, before they mm-hmm. wrap everything up and head up here. There was a lot of that at Liberty Forum that we went to last weekend. A lot of people who are, one guy's coming next week, another nice. guy's, you know, two months or whatever. Some people just moved. So there's a lot of new blood, fresh faces up here. And every single individual that moves here that believes in independence, believes in, you know, peaceful secession, they will influence the natives they will influence their their friends that they're going to make at that church or at the workplace or at the knitting club or wherever it is that mm-hmm. they hang out and th- that's why numbers make the huge that's that's the most important thing is to have a high concentration of libertarians in a small population place that's why the free state project has been as successful as it has been with only a fraction of the people who've pledged to move having actually moved mm-hmm. i don't even know if we're to 25 percent at this point yeah and we're absolutely bringing out the very best in the people that are here yeah that's a fact uh let's go to the phones here let's talk to steven in north georgia you're on free talk live steven Hey guys, hey. Um, in South Carolina actually. Um, okay. I've never heard your show, and I'm sorry. Oh, but, sorry about uh, that. I found it uh, fascinating. Welcome, um, welcome, sir. Yeah, I've always been a, a staunch part conservative. Uh, you know, vote straight Republican ticket. Mm-hmm. Um, mine's been opened here lately since I've been listening to Russell Brand. Hate to. Um, yeah, he sure know, came around, huh? Do a. Uh, you know, a plug for him, but, um, no, I've seen a few of his videos recently. He uh, seems to have changed yeah. his, uh, his tune a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he really does seem to be focused more on like trying to figure stuff out instead of, uh, uh, keeping his political position. I heard him calling out the world economic forum in mm-hmm. one video. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's amazing. I mean, amazing. I mean, how he's opening my eyes to the government is not left or right. So, and I don't understand the whole libertarian, pro, you know, but I love freedom and uh, I appreciate, you know, what you guys are doing. Well, loving freedom is crypto. the whole libertarian thing. Here's the libertarian and thing. Let me, let's, let's see if you understand I, it. Do you think it's okay to use violence or threats to get your neighbors to do the things you want them to do or not do the things you don't want them to do? 
If they are threatening you, yes. Indeed. No, no, no. But I was saying, do you think it's okay to use violence or whoa, threats? Whoa, whoa, hold on, hold on. No, the initiation of yeah. violence. Do you think that it's okay to initiate? Because if they're threatening you, you're not initiating the violence. Right. You're responding to it. That's right. Yeah, okay. that's what I, I, I believe that. So you wouldn't use um, the threat of violence to make your neighbors do things uh, that you want them to do? No, of course not. Okay, then you're a libertarian. Not. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe I'm not a libertarian, but I, I need to educate you guys on a couple of things. Okay. Um, the uh, death cross is actually the S&P's 500-day moving average crossing over the 200-day moving average, which uh-huh. creates the death cross, which is a uh, financial charting um, thing. So there's you, usually you get resistance on different levels. Like if you hit the 50-day moving average, you usually bounce off of that or the 200-day. But once the 50-day crosses over that, and that's but more, um, you know, more of an indicator are, is the bond market. The bond market will tell you before the stock market will, and that's when you get an inverted yield curve where the two-year uh, crisscrosses over the 10-year. So actually. The interest rates on a two year is higher than a ten year. Sounds like you know um, a thing or two about this uh, financial stuff. Yeah. I gotta say it's all Greek to me, but uh, so death cross bad. Death cross is bad. <laughs> okay. but, uh the inverted yield curve is worse. Okay, all right? all right. So when that happens, but the Fed does not buy stocks. Now, didn't we? Uh, didn't Fed we get the inverted their, yield curve already, though? No, we have not. We have okay. not had the inverted yield curve, but. Uh, the Fed does not buy stocks. What they were doing, the tapering thing, is they're buying billions of dollars of their own treasury notes right. and their own uh, government agencies to well, push and, down And a lot of mortgages, rates. too. Right. They're to push down interest rates. So they're printing money, and they're buying, artificially going into the market and buying their own bonds to push down interest rates. Stephen, hang on. I want to bring you back here, if you don't mind, if you want to keep this uh, conversation going because you sound pretty knowledgeable about it. So stand by. More with uh, Stephen in South Carolina, as he says. Uh, You can join us here as well and take control of the airwaves, just like Stephen. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. This is Free Talk Live, and you, as always, can bring up whatever happens to be on your mind. Free Talk Live, and you can join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. Phones are open. Actually, no, they're not. They're, they're full. The phones, phones are, are packed. Uh, we do still have the SIP line available, which you can go to sip.freetalklive.com, and you can learn more about how to get connected because there is a bit of a process in setting that up. But once you get it set up, then it's boom, press a button, and you're on our SIP line, and you sound usually better than people on the regular phones. So head over to sip.freetalklive.com. You can learn more about that there as we go back uh, with Ian Peakless Mountaineer and Captain Kickass in the studio. Back to Stephen in South Carolina. Stephen is schooling us on some uh, stocks and bonds related stuff, and uh, I, 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 I think I'm following what he's what he's laying he's down. He's doing but a really good job of uh, outlining the financial indicators of well, what's about disaster. To yeah. yeah. So, what else did you want to share tonight, Stephen? Or what were you trying to get across? Because uh, we had to interrupt well, you there. 
I'm sorry. Um, I was just, I mean, I really found uh, Rand Paul fascinating. And I think maybe I'm a libertarian because I'm anti-government. And I realized that the, the liberals are like way more controlling than I ever thought they were. Um, and then the Republicans are just falling in line. So yeah, they but definitely abandoned the, the few principles that they had for limiting government in terms of like massive wars and like the, the drug war and uh, putting people in jail. Right. Well, like um, as far as the crypto, I mean, is there any other more efficient way to transfer money from, say, North Dakota to South Africa if you're going to buy a product? Um, you don't have to do, have any currency exchanges or any of that. Uh, you know, it's almost instantaneously as opposed to Western Union or whatever. So it, uh, you know, it opened my eyes. I own, own a lot of crypto. Um, and I wish I'd owned a lot more because my friend had bought in. When That's what everybody like, says. Yeah. I'm with you, bro. Yeah, hey, it's but, still early. But just to your, to your point, to you are absolutely by- correct. There is no more efficient way to transfer value from one place on the planet to another place, even though, of course, the, the money doesn't actually move. It's just all on a blockchain and it's just a public ledger. But it, it has a feeling of, uh, of actually moving from one person to another. And it can be near to instantaneous in its settlement. Uh, very, very useful. There's no one standing in the way. That's the most important thing. You don't have to ask anyone's permission. You don't have to pay anybody. Uh, you know, like you said, Western Union, they don't collect a fee because they're not involved in this and they can't tell you no. They can't tell you you can't do it, which is the most valuable aspect of it because how many people have ever tried to go into a bank to send a wire transfer and then they just put roadblocks up in your way? They make it so difficult. Western Union, you got to show ID, you got to pay them, you got to wait, you got to get approved, and then they might not approve it, and then you got to call the customer service line. And it's just such a pain in the butt. And crypto just f- fixes that. All right, but I just want to warn everybody that uh, I really think crypto is great, even though some little Japanese guy created puzzles to create these coins. Um, These governments feel that this is threatening to their currency, and they're going to shut this down. They can't. They are going. They're already shutting it down. They can't. They're shutting down in China. They're They're trying. Well, they can try to make things illegal. They can try to make, uh, let's say, using cryptocurrency illegal or trading cryptocurrency illegal, but ultimately they cannot shut it down. They cannot stop cryptocurrency because it is out of their control and it is a global phenomenon. So even if the U.S. goes all China on crypto and outlaws mining or whatever it is they, they might want to do in their, their wild fantasies, uh, they're never going to stop it worldwide. So I'm pretty optimistic about the future. Right. Cat's out of the bag, man. Cannot stop an idea whose time, time has, come. has come. Well, I mean, and this isn't this isn't theory. This is we've proven this. I mean, Canada decided to go full fascism on economics, and they tried to stop money from getting to these truckers. And they they illustrated where you can and where you can't. And they cannot stop me from sending a, a cryptocurrency transaction to them. And they cannot stop uh, them from spending that cryptocurrency. What they well, can. they shut down PayPal, right? They shut down PayPal. Mm-hmm. How can they not shut they sure down did. Coinbase? 
They can. Uh, that's they can. A, that's oh, yeah. the, what yeah, they can do. They oh, can. Yeah. They can go after the centralized hubs, the exchanges, of the ins yeah. and outs of where people can quote, what they call onboard or offboard from and to cryptocurrency, and that can make life very difficult. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about that. Uh, but ultimately, that does not stop cryptocurrency because Coinbase isn't Bitcoin. They're just a company that deals in Bitcoin. Right. And so, yes, any centralized entity can be targeted by the state and Stephen, thanks for the call tonight appreciate hearing from you tonight and yeah those are the weak points mm-hmm. uh there's no doubt about that and without those centralized exchanges it yeah. gets very tr- very tricky to get in and out of cryptocurrency because then you have to rely on individuals and markets like local bitcoins and you know we know the feds are targeting sellers on there that's why they went after but the us good news is that's how it was designed for individual transfer. Yeah, they can target whichever uh, cryptocurrency exchange wants to participate in their ban, but they can't actually yeah. target the transactions themselves or the individuals involved. When governments shut down exchanges, all they do is effectively cut out the middleman. That's right. it. True. That's all they do. Well so put. as long as you have two parties who are in agreement and want to make an exchange, they can do so, and there's nothing that anybody can do about it. Well, I mean, they can uh, investigate you and raid your house at 6 in the morning like they did with Crypto 6. I mean, that's ultimately the reason they went after us. Is Well, one of the reasons is because we weren't asking their permission and we weren't, you know, a licensed centralized exchange and we were doing person-to-person transactions and they really don't like that. And that you were broadcasting that fact on the radio. Which really yes. gets their goat, because you know, if some if some random individual was off, you know, selling cryptocurrency, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. But you're you are flaunting the fact that you are not asking their permission, right? And it was our belief that we didn't have to because we had an attorney look at the government's rules. Mm-hmm. They looked at their, uh, you know, the federal government's money transmitter statutes and money transmitter money services business is another one. The things that Western Union mm-hmm. uh, has to apply right. to because they are what's called a money transmitter, where you go to Western Union, you say, I want to send so and so. X amount of dollars, and they happen to live in wherever. It doesn't matter if it's you know uh, some other country or two two cities away. And then they take a fee, mm-hmm. and then they make that money available for that person to pick up. They're a money transmitter. Well, and neither they nor lots of people know what cryptocurrency is. Cryptocurrency is code, and it simply right. hasn't been agreed on that since cryptocurrency is code and code is speech, cryptocurrency is speech. But now Western Union is suspending operations in... Russia Russia, and Belarus as well. So if you had family members that you care about in those countries Send them some crypto. and you were using Western Union, you no longer can. But of course, they can't tell you you can't send them crypto. Exactly. Right. Uh, we continue here with Major Payne calling from Michigan. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, good evening, guys. What's on your mind? All right. Well, three quickies. Pick one. Uh, what? All right, well, one's, first one would be the Keystone Pipeline. I heard a little ditty on the uh, earlier talk show that uh, the Canadian ambassador of energy or whatever they call him said that uh, they could have this thing up and running by the first quarter of next year. So mathematically, that tells me if it had never been stopped, right now we'd have 9,000 barrels a day pumping from mm-hmm. Canada, which would totally eliminate this 
fuel debacle we have here. Oh yeah, and the, well, uh, isn't isn't the U.S. like a large producer of oil? Aren't the they number one, number one. Yeah, really? okay. The, yeah, we, the largest we, producer of of petroleum on the planet is the United States. I didn't know Last that. I looked at a, at a list anyway. I could have been misinformed, yeah, but like, yeah, it's number one us, and Russia's like two or three, and then Saudi Arabia. Huh. I know that we they're sitting on We consume more reserves. than we produce. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We mm-hmm. consume more than we produce because of all the debacle well, that's going on aren't here. Aren't there regulations? No, thought, that no, I'm pretty sure we're currently a net exporter of petroleum. Really? Yeah, and uh, it, that's what Biden I thought there were regulations said. that so, stop um, uh, drilling in, in the U.S. Well, and uh, honestly, the thing is, we ship a huge amount of ours out to China. And if we stop shipping a huge amount of ours out to China, we could afford to stop using the 1% that we're suddenly ordered not to use from Russia. Thank you, Major, for the call tonight. Uh, time for you. Maybe if you get on the line right now at 603-283-6160, that's 603-283-6160. This is Free Talk Live, and you can join us here. Segment already? It, it is. It is. False. Well, we got enough time maybe for you if you're on the line right now. With you in the studio tonight, you've got Ian. Peakless Mountaineer. And the Reverend Captain Kickass. We will continue with more of your calls and thoughts. Don't forget you can join us online anytime you want. You can also join our chat server over at chat.freetalklive.com. I've got uh, two quick corrections to make. Uh, it's uh, 7%, not 1%. What is? Uh, the uh, uh, the amount that we're getting from Russia that, is, that now has to stop of oil. Right. And apparently it is the moving average, not the uh, uh, exponential moving average. So I was saying it was like the weighted thing. Uh, so anyone who cares about that stuff, uh, about the death cross. Oh, okay. Very so, good. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to go back to your calls and thoughts. Don't forget, join us over at chat.freetalklive.com. It is our uh, matrix server, which means it's open source. It means it's federated. It means we're running the server, not some big tech corporation. So check it out. Uh, instructions for joining over at chat.freetalklive.com. Let's go to the phones, to the fun. David calling from Salina, Kansas, listening to KINA. David, welcome. Hello. Good evening. How is everyone? Great to be here. Thanks for being here. Go ahead with your thoughts. Absolutely. So why isn't anyone calling this Russian-Ukrainian conflict what it really is, which is it is an ethno-religious conflict, nothing else? What do you mean? Tell, tell us more. So this all dates back to earliest 2019, okay? For those who don't know that Russia is primarily an Orthodox Christian country Mm -hmm. the same with ukraine the ukraine is an orthodox christian country as well in 2019 the ecumenical patriarch who is in charge of the orthodox church very similar to what the pope is for the roman catholic church Mm -hmm. okay the ecumenical patriarch stated that the ukrainian church can now be autocephalous autonomous he can't do that, according to the church bylaws. Hmm. The Patriarch of Moscow, Archbishop or Patriarch Kirill, is very upset with the ecumenical patriarch over this. Now, with Donald Trump in office, there's no way Putin would do what he's doing today. And that is because in 2020, 
after the election, the patriarch of Moscow gave Putin his blessing to invade Ukraine. This is a the people of Ukraine are a Slavic people, just like Russians are Slavic people. This has absolutely nothing to do with Putin as far as after resources. This has the, this has nothing to do with um, wanting to hurt the United States. This has nothing to do with with Hunter Biden because to, to tell you the truth, Hunter Biden is just a small pawn in the global scale of things. This literally is an ethno-religious conflict. You're saying the Orthodox Church, different divisions are fighting one another through these uh, these government gangs? Yes. I, I mean, mean, so to say it has nothing to do with resources is, is I think, going way too far, because there are well, a lot of know. newly discovered petroleum deposits. And believe me, Russia wants it, it wants its uh, it wants its oil, just like it wants all of the other commodities. But it has such a large amount of resources itself. It's also receiving resources from China. Yeah, it They're also not, wants access to ports. Well, they've got Crimea. They now have Crimea. Right. I mean, and to, they want to make sure they keep it. To some extent, well, uh, most conflicts, wars, if you will, regardless of their political term, whether they're sanctioned wars or unsanctioned mm-hmm. wars, for the most part, uh, at some point, they all become religious or they're claimed to be religious. Oh, God told me to bomb this country, stuff like that. Well, states themselves are a religion. Right. There's that. Well, also, the two easternmost states that are now independent of Ukraine, air mm-hmm. quotes, independent of Ukraine, are the most conservative and zealot of the Orthodox Christians in the area, mm. in that country. They firmly believe that Moscow is their patriarchate. They believe that what the, what the ecumenical patriarch did is not right. This is that an interesting is angle on it. I have I've definitely not heard this one yet. So yeah, I'll um, definitely have to look into well, it. Do you think it has anything well, at all to do with the claims of Putin's claims about uh, denazifying and demilitarizing no, as well? No, no, absolutely not, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. I, in, in all fairness, I am an Orthodox Christian. I attend an Eastern Orthodox Church mm-hmm. that falls under the Ecumenical Patriarch. So, and so what are your are church members aware. saying? What are your What are your fellow church members saying about this? We are very saddened. We are very saddened with heavy hearts that this is happening in two Orthodox countries. Religiously, this is not what is supposed to be happening. We are supposed to be united Christians. We're not supposed to be attacking each other. This is absolutely wrong. So you think absolutely this has, wrong. So you think this has absolutely nothing to do with uh, NATO encroaching and threatening Russia? No, I believe this has absolutely nothing to do with NATO because NATO is toothless without the United States. And the fact, and... and what difference does that mention, make? I mean, yeah, sure, maybe it is toothless without the United States, but it is centered on the United States. Well, that's right. That's right. It is centered on the United States, and you think President Biden's going to do anything about it? Absolutely not. He's not going to do absolutely anything about it, and that is why... I think that whatever president Moscow, we have is going to put more and more military stationed everywhere that they can next to Moscow. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't think it comes down to Moscow. I really don't. Russia is not that strong as people think they are. The only thing that makes Russia scary 
is the amount of nuclear weapons that they have and the fact that they believe in a type of manifest destiny of uniting the Slavic world. Well, it's not about whether they're scary or not. It's about these are two gangs that both want to take over the planet. You're talking about NATO slash U.S. Yes, I'm saying that the Russian Federation and NATO, uh, ultimately the American Empire and its extensions, are two giant gangs, both Mm -hmm. of which want to conquer the planet. David, interesting perspective. Thanks for sharing that with us here tonight. Definitely appreciate hearing from you. Let's go to uh, Padraig on the line from New Mexico. You're on Free Talk Live, Padraig. I'm here. Your last caller was 50-50 right, 50-50 wrong. So are you. 50-50 right, 50-50 wrong. All right, what did he get wrong? My word. I'm 50-50 right, 50-50 wrong. What do I get? What do we need to, what do we need to know here, Patrick? We need to know, first off, you guys are going to hide out in the Shire, but even the hobbits had to go out into the world to save the planet, right? So let's agree upon that. Can we agree, agree upon that? No, I don't know no. what you mean by that. Well, with cryptocurrency, I'm already everywhere in the world. In in fact, I've already traveled around a bit, and uh, I decided to come here of my own free will. Okay, Frodo, even in the Shire, had to travel outside the Shire to save the Shire. Well, what we're going to do is we're going to export freedom uh, once we can get it here in New Hampshire. We're going to create a place where there are no freer places. We are going to be the freest place, and we'll set an example. So we'll export well, and a good example. Thank you, Padraig, for the call tonight. Well, and the One Ring is lying to the people and them believing it, and we are absolutely casting those into the fire that forged it. It's three movies about walking. <laughs> Let's talk to David in New Mexico. You're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, no time left. So uh, let me just say, uh, you know, obviously I want to the world to know that uh, M. Monica Zamora and John J. Romero Jr. illegally trafficked my children because I proved it in Mexico Court of Appeals. But I'll skip all that and cut to the chase. The, the common denominator, as much as you don't like the founders of the United States, they left you a clue, a clue, a clue in the form of we the people. What they were trying to tell you is that government that they believed in was bottom up, not top down. And Amen. every single one of these problems that you've discussed in your program tonight are because of top down government instead of we the people. A clue. It's a clue. Yeah, the individual has to make the choice of which associations are voluntary. Yeah, and uh, also to not comply with the ones that violate that. Thanks for the call, David. Let's go to Sarah in New Mexico. You're on Free Talk Live. Sarah. Um, I love I love the fact that we're going to trade with Venezuela. They're going to release two Americans out of their country. You know, it's, they're just happy. Yeah, all of a sudden, Venezuela is now this great place, Mm -hmm. and it's totally fine. After we just tried to overthrow their government, yeah, we're making friends with everyone, uh, uh, Iran, Venezuela, all so that we can have less oil coming from Russia Mm -hmm. without uh, stopping our shipments going to China. It's like getting, you know, overjoyed because a person is released from prison who hurt nobody in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, we covered this actually earlier this week. Uh, the mainstream media is changing their tune when it comes to Venezuela and the reporting. I saw more than one headline talking about how, oh yeah, Venezuela is capitalist now. It's open to the dollar, capitalism. And oh, well, they we just turned the, on a dime, didn't when, they? When we read the story, they talked about how the price control department is back in business and visiting 1,900 businesses in just the month of January. Capitalism. Yeah, it ain't no capitalism going on in Venezuela, but they are cozying up with the, uh, the U.S. state, and that's huh. different. Uh, We'll see you tomorrow night online. In the meantime, freetalklive.com.